1: Marcus, can you be a polar bear in Hong Kong in three weeks? I'm like, hell yes, I can be a polar bear in Hong Kong in three weeks. Welcome to the Fish Nerds Fishing Podcast, the show that's always interesting, usually funny, and mostly true. I'm Paul Groves, international opera singer, and here are the nerds! (laughs)
2: I'm Clay, and anything is fair game, and it's a good bet tonight, Dave. We are going to finally settle the classic debate, suspenders or belts.
3: <laughs> suspenders. What about, yeah, bow ties. We got, we have we uh, dealt with bow ties? Different job.
2: I mean, if you're using bow ties to hold your pants up, that's problematic. And if you're, if you're decorating your neck with suspenders and belts, that's also problematic. Yeah. So I think you have, you're having a different
3: conversation. Well, I, I'm talking about completing the outfit. Oh, so
2: would you do? Okay, so now we're we're talking about accessorizers,
3: right? Like Accessories. I, I, <laughs> I think uh, I think you would be foolish to wear a normal necktie with suspenders.
2: You think so? I do. What about a bolo?
3: Oh no, <laughs> no,
2: <laughs> that's it. Forget it.
3: Yeah, bolos are game, never good. <laughs> game over. <laughs> why? Why would you say suspenders or belts? What
2: do you mean? Like, like, why would I make a dis- distinction? Yeah,
3: well, I'm, I'm giving you an end to describe the show. Well,
2: because tonight on the show, Dave, <laughs> yes. uh, we are going to be interviewing a uh, TV star. Mm. Uh, yeah, a TV star named, what is his name? Marcus.
3: Marcus. <laughs> Marcus
2: Hunt. Marcus Hunt, uh, who uh, invented a belt buckle that also is a fishing belt buckle. I guess you open it up and you seat your rod in it and you could fight large fish
3: it's as if batman were a fisherman
2: yeah i gotta tell you i was watching the videos yep. uh, on his website uh which is uh the fishing and you know there's girls like in bikinis with the fishing <laughs> buckle on <laughs> no. and they're opening up the buckle and they're plugging in this like long thing and it's very like uh suggestive it's <laughs> i'm gonna just leave
3: it there it's i know yeah. i know i saw that too and i was like
2: really <laughs> right. but, but, you know, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Marcus is on HGTV. He uh, is on all kinds of TV shows. So he's, he should be interesting. We can ask him about that career and why he's not making fishing shows um, and see where he's at. And we'll talk a little bit about his belt buckle. Captain Sean has some questions. So we'll, uh, we'll figure this all out.
3: Yeah. It'll and be we'll fun. Him, It'll be fun.
2: We'll ask him about fishing suspenders.
3: Oh, yeah. For those okay. of
2: us who don't wear belts. And maybe, uh, what's the fem? Is there a female version of a belt? Of a belt that might, yeah, like different than a belt, like uh, like a chastity belt or a fishing garter belt.
3: A fishing garter belt, yeah,
2: yeah. I don't know. Like, is there like a lingerie version?
3: I'm sure there is, and I'm sure we don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. You didn't, you didn't Google
2: lekuprakon porn last uh, week like I did. So I'm I'm every show now I'm looking for something new to Google. I bet. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> All right, Dave, we're here with Marcus Hunt, the inventor, creator, TV star uh, from HGTV. And he's got uh, the, the fishing belt, his invention. It's got a Kickstarter campaign going right now. He invented a belt to help you fish better. Marcus, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate it.
2: Cool. So uh, before we get into your belt. Yes. You're, you're not a fisherman by trade. That's not what you do for a living, is it?
1: Not by trade. You know what? That is a very funny story. So I'll I'll make a long story short. Uh, 21 years old, graduated with a degree in consumer economics, thought, what should I do with this? And the answer was moved to California to play in the acting industry.
3: Ah.
2: So
1: I <laughs> came out here and did a little bit of anything and everything for a couple of years to make ends meet and got very fortunate. I don't know if you guys remember the Michelin man, the big white guy in the suit, like uh, changing tires. Yeah, Michelin. yeah. That was me inside a rubber suit for 10 years.
2: You get out of town.
1: <laughs> that, that bought me my first house and allowed me to get into real estate flipping which taught me everything I needed to know about carpentry, and uh, I was able to buy a couple apartment buildings, and during my second apartment building renovation, I got a call and uh, was set on an audition, and very fortunately booked a co-hosting gig on HGTV for a show called Hammerheads, which ran for three and a half years, and I taught people how to build and renovate houses.
2: That's amazing. So, Congratulations, by the way. That's so cool. Yeah.
1: You know what? It's, it's such a random thing. I'll still get calls from the guys who build suits, though. And, you know, I'll be doing something and I'll get this random call that says, Marcus, can you be a polar bear in Hong Kong in three weeks? <laughs> and I'm like, hell yes, I can be a polar bear in Hong Kong in three weeks.
2: And you still do it.
1: Oh, absolutely. Because you get
2: to go to Hong Kong.
1: I get to go to Hong Kong. I get paid well. You know, you get treated like a king. Why wow. would you not do that?
2: Dave, we work, we're working too hard. <laughs> that's that's <laughs>
1: crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> the, the best part of that whole thing is when I first started this, you know, you call home. You're excited. You want to tell your family all about these good things. You know, it's it's Hollywood and it's California, and I would call them. And I would say, Mom, I've just booked another, you know, campaign. She's like, oh, I can't wait to see you. I'm like, yeah, you're not going to see me. I'm an alien or <laughs> you're not going to see me. I'm a grizzly bear. <laughs> oh, that's so, crazy. But that, yeah. that's,
2: you get paid well for that kind of stuff. I thought like any schlub they put in a suit. I mean, is it like.
1: You know what? Any schlub could do. Actually, you know, what? that's not true. No, it, you're, and, you're
2: talented. You got to own that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I won't own talented. I'll own that I'm not claustrophobic mm-hmm. and I'm not a whiny person. You don't you know, mind
2: you, sweating and itching.
1: And that's what it is. Honestly, yeah. you, you jump in there, and you have fun. I mean, you got to bring these characters to life, and there's definitely a bit of talent to it. But overall, it's been fantastic. It's a huge part of my life. It jump-started my life, and it allowed me to get into all this stuff and, you know, kind of bring fast-forward to today. Uh, you know, getting the chance to, to do a lot more fishing in life, which is what I love to do when I, I'm not doing something that we all have to do. And uh, it allowed me to, to kind of create the fishing buckle.
0: All
2: right. So let's let's get into the fishing buckle. I want you to do okay. quick, the give us the elevator pitch for the fishing buckle.
1: Okay. Well, the fishing buckle is, uh, you know, it's one of these things where you, you have fighting belts on board. They're big. They're bulky. Uh, the majority of people don't have them. And even if you do, you don't want to run around the boat to try to find them when you need them. So I wanted to create something that was small, something that was wearable all day and was ready for action. So I created the fishing buckle.
2: All right. And this basically just a, it's a buckle that opens up and you seat your fishing rod in it. It's very phallic, um, by the way.
1: It, it, it is very phallic, but so is all of those devices. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I, I just I just made mine a little smaller and easier and I wanted to make it, you know, what do you get your dad? What do you get your friends who have everything? You get them a laser etched belt buckle. That's awesome. That does something that can be worn with or without going fishing. And that's that.
2: So it'll hold your pants up all the time.
1: It will hold your pants up all the time. Yes, it will.
2: All right, good.
1: <laughs> you know, it's much easier to go on a date with my product than it is with the classic fighting belt.
2: Right, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna challenge you on that. Okay. Have you done both?
1: Um, I have not been. Okay, on a date then you're... With the... <laughs> Then I'm a liar. I'm an open-faced yeah. <laughs> liar. You've been caught. <laughs> I've been caught. All right, I'm
2: gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try them both, and, and I'll, uh, I'll report back.
1: Yeah, sounds
2: good. So uh, I, I'm happy to tell you I did, I did put money into your campaign on Kickstarter. Yes, I, put, I
1: saw that. I appreciate uh, it.
2: So I'm, I'm going to own one of these things Yeah. Uh, if your funding comes through. And yeah. I sent a message to Captain Sean Tibbets from the com. He, okay. he runs a shark and tuna boat out of Maine. Awesome. And he actually generated questions for this interview for us because okay. he uses fishing belts every day in his job. Okay. And we've been out with him. We caught – Dave, how big was that shark we caught with him?
3: It was uh, six and a six-and-a-half-foot mako. Yeah, we got okay. to
2: they go with them and and uh, they had the the belts used the belts you're competing with they had on the boat. Okay. All right. So Captain Sean wants to know first of all is is that belt uh, corrosion proof?
1: It is. So I mean, nothing nothing and no product that I've ever come across that says it is 100% you know, saltwater protected mm-hmm. unless it's plastic has been, right?
2: So resistant. Or, yeah. So, is resistant. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it is.
1: It's, it's a, a, an alloy mix and it is coated. It's either powder coated or it's plated. So the answer is yes. That Which, part of it is absolutely yes, it is.
2: All right, cool. Uh, and what kind of warranty does a product like this come with? Because on, on uh, fishing boats, things like this get things get break all the time.
1: They do. You know, that's something that I still have yet to figure out, but I'm a firm believer in backing your product. So obviously, if if the buckle breaks, I am happy to send uh, that person a new one. If right. it's, yeah.
2: So this is a belt and buckle or just the buckle you're well,
1: selling? No, this is, a, this is a belt and buckle. You, you get the belt and the buckle that comes with it.
2: All right. So Sean's really concerned about the breaking strength of the belt itself because he's imagining... You fall in the water. He reaches in the water and grabs the back of your belt and lifts you out of the water back into his boat. He th- okay. He thinks he's stronger than he is.
1: <laughs> he thinks he's this – is, this is a uh, polypro – it's a, it's a, a uh, tightly woven polypropylene, so huh. it dries much better, and it is more than enough as far as strength goes. To pull Sean out of the water in case he he gets thrown in. Yeah, and
2: he's a little guy, but you know.
1: <laughs> I mean, as long as he weighs uh, under seventy five pounds, we should have no problem. <laughs> Excellent, perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, for for Captain Sean, like people like Captain Sean, I, and this I've tried to make very clear in my campaign and on my website, I'm not replacing your fighting belts. I mean, the, you're pulling in hundred pound fishes all day long. You're going to wear a fighting belt. You just are. It's going to be a bigger surface area on your stomach. It gives you that support. I by no means am trying to say that the the fishing buckle is going to be, you know, you're going to throw your fighting belt in the trash. I see what I have as the the fill everything you do up until the point you have to throw on a fighting belt, and even if you don't, it is fully capable. I mean, I've caught... Uh, you know three three to four really good thirty six pound plus mahi mahi with mine i 've caught a uh, a sixty five pound plus sailfish with it, so it 's absolutely capable for i would say ninety plus percent of your anglers out there
2: yeah, and I can tell you like i 've been fishing for like um, cod down one hundred and twenty five feet and yeah it, it, you know your fourth or fifth fish you know're you 're pe- poking yourself in the stomach with that rod an awful lot so you do. I'm looking forward to trying it out and seeing how it. Yeah. Seeing how it goes, can we get whatever we want etched on these things? Like
1: you, you will be able to. So the way it works now is, um, you know, manufacturing. I'm learning a ton about it, and I've learned a ton about it. So the way it's set up, the manufacturer will do the etching on larger orders. That's what I can offer now. My goal is, if I'm successfully funded, I'll be able to purchase or rent a, a personal larger laser etching machine. And in that case, I will be able to laser etch and engrave anything, whether it's a, a you know a company logo, uh, a charter logo, your initials, number one dad, whatever you want on the front of that.
2: Yeah. And have you auditioned for Shark Tank yet?
1: You know, uh, I have not. And I have ins for Shark Tank. I have mm-hmm. friends who have been on there. Mm-hmm. Shark Tank likes to see uh, proof of concept and sales ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I'm doing. My first step is to launch the Kickstarter campaign. And... You know, hopefully the world sees this and, and all my angler fellow anglers out there see it as a viable product and something fun to, and usable. And if they do and I fund, then Shark Tank is definitely down the road for me.
2: Yeah, I know they bought uh, World's Greatest Striper Company. They bought their Rattlesinker.
1: Oh, awesome. And
2: we, met, we met that inventor last week uh, who had his stuff purchased on Shark Tank. That was pretty cool. So, awesome. yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully it'll work out for you. So right now, yeah. where are you at with your Kickstarter?
1: Uh, right now, I am just under one week in, mm-hmm. and I am doing pretty well. I'm asking for twenty thousand, which mm-hmm. will allow me to get my first order and a little head of the game. And I think I'm at uh, just uh, last time I checked, I was just over thirty-two. I think thirty-three hundred somewhere in there.
2: So you got a ways to go.
1: I definitely have a ways to go. I could use all the help I I can get, but I'm I'm definitely pushing forward.
2: Cool. And twenty-five bucks gets people one of these belts.
1: Yeah, right? 25 so. bucks gets you a belt, a buckle, and U.S. shipping included. And I'm also offering it anywhere in the world, so that, that is definitely a plus.
2: Good, so our Australian fans can get in on this. They can
1: totally yeah. get in on that.
2: Yeah. That's cool. All right, so have you considered uh, – so it's, we were debating earlier uh, the, yeah. the value of a belt versus um, suspenders. Have you thought about other accessories besides belts?
1: You know, I actually – funny enough, <laughs> I <laughs> – I, whenever you have a belt, you can obviously stick any accessory on it, and that was one of the things. One of the things I wanted to do with the fishing buckle was make it that, like my dad has this, he has his lucky leather belt, right? Mm-hmm. His lucky le- And a lot of anglers have their lucky something or other. But the cool thing about this is it can slide on to another belt. So obviously it looks a little awkward because I've intended it as a buckle, mm-hmm. but if you have your favorite buckle, this one can, I mean, sorry, your belt this can slide on there and, and act as a second accessory on the side of that but you know I'm open to anything and everything once I get funded the, the my mind will start racing
3: of course now yeah. I, I have a question does it I see it has <laughs> it has a little door that opens up yes can things be held inside of it when you're not fighting fish
1: can things that's up to your imagination okay. <laughs> You know, I I haven't specifically designed it to fit anything. And if you look at the very bottom of it, it's obviously got the opening where it it needs to to uh, crack open into a V. Yeah. So you know, if it's going to be small, tiny hooks or whatever, most likely it's going to fall out of that. But. I had also thought for future versions perhaps including something magnetic so that you could pop it open throw a hook or two down in there yep. and just just have that as well so maybe on the on the back side or the face of that. Oh, yeah. Like that.
3: Yeah, I yeah. like that too. And then, you know, the fact that you can slide these onto an existing belt, basically yeah. you could put several of them on a belt, right?
1: I mean, you could. I don't know why you, it, it, unless you just want to, you know, show a fashion statement and throw all colors on there. I'm not quite sure why you would, but you can, yes.
3: Well, we're definitely getting into Batman utility belt world. Oh, that's you know, true.
1: I didn't think about that.
3: On this, because when I, when I saw that, you know, you should pop it open. I'm thinking, oh man, you could put mints in there. You could put, <laughs> yeah. you know, you could have condoms in there if you needed them real yes. quick. Pretty much all
1: things you need when you're fishing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, all, and you could
3: just have like eight or nine of these things all around your waist.
1: I think this is an awesome sell. And I hope every angler out there buys eight or nine of them from me <laughs> right now. Yeah. And and actually, you
3: would only need one person to wear them. And then you would just <laughs> open up the, you know, one on the side of them and put your rod in there and fight them off of, the, off of one person.
1: You know what? That you actually just brought up a really good point, and that's that's one person. You know, when you're on the boat, you've got one one fighting belt or two between you, and sometimes you got four or five fish on the lines. Like on a good day, you know, you're jamming.
2: I've never had s- a good day.
1: Yeah. Oh, you've never had a good day? <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> well, sometimes some people know what I'm talking about, uh-huh. and it's you know, one person's wearing that thing, and then you've got four or five other people without one. That's that's why everybody could be wearing a fishing buckle and just pop it open, and and there you go.
3: Yeah, I like that. Okay.
1: Yeah, cool. All right.
2: Anything else, Dave? You have for
3: Marcus? Um. Yeah. So, so we we like the belt concept. Um, okay. Clay. Now, Clay did some research on other on other things that you have funded on Kickstarter. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah we we hit your we hit your uh, your page on Kickstarter here, so uh, we can see what things you've paid for.
1: Am I going to be profiled right now? You we're
2: profiling you. So
1: we're okay. we going to take it easy i I'll be first? honest. You've, I'll be you've, honest. You've
2: bought other belts, the, the Trackline yes, Express belt. I have. And you've bought underwear.
1: Uh, I didn't, actually. <laughs> so I, donated, I donated a thom. buck to them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> For active women. And we yeah. think that, by the way, I was, I was watching that video. Very nice. And, and uh, we think that uh, antibacterial underwear makes sense.
1: I it's, mean, why wouldn't it?
2: Right. Perfect sense. Especially,
1: <laughs> especially if you're on a boat and, you, you know, you, you get fish blood on you all day long and you, you get naked for some reason and you, yeah. you need antibacterial undies. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah.
2: So, that was very fun. Um, yeah. We're thinking about, is there, like, a lingerie version of this belt? Because of all these bikini fishing teams and stuff out there. You know, maybe the belt's a mismatch.
1: Here's what's funny. I don't know if you watched my Kickstarter video. I did. We yeah. did, yes. Okay. yes. Yep. Okay. So uh, when, I was, <laughs> when I was asking for, for friends and family, uh, I have friends and family in Key West. I was asking them, hey, can you guys help me out and send me some footage? It's expensive for me to fly down there and try to get it myself. Then a few people said yes, and one guy said, oh, my, my girlfriend will help you. And I'm like, oh, great. And he sent me back the footage. Mm-hmm. And at, the, the first video I saw was, I mean, she's an attractive girl. She's in kind of a bikini, and she's wearing the belt wrapped around her waist but not pants that have belt loops in it right and right. I, I hadn't thought about that i'm like oh man I, I i was you know there was more to it there's another video where she's wearing pants and it's great uh-huh. but you know i never <laughs> i never thought about that you could just wrap it around your waist and use it as a smaller version as well and in theory you could will it work quite as well no but she did and it looks good it looks kind of like an accessory wrapped around and you know, the belt colors are endless. I'm at, I'm offering the classic colors just because that's how my manufacturing will go for a first round. I have to pick some and then go with it. Mm -hmm. But down the road, there's no end of colors you can get. And then once I can get into a a bigger quantities of orders, I can change the color of the buckle as well to anything. You can powder coat anything, you know, so purples, pinks, blues, reds, whatever it is you can do.
3: Well, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. We thought the belted uh, uh, swimsuit was a, was a, a bold statement.
2: I there thought is. that yeah. was
1: a bold play. It was a bold play.
2: <laughs> well, people, you know, that's what sells sometimes. So.
1: It is. What, but what is it? 30, 32, 34% of, uh, of anglers now are women.
2: Which is which great. Is, yeah. Which is
1: fantastic. So, you know, I, I want this to be for everyone. And I, what I learned when I started the whole promotion thing is you know, guys like to see guy, you know, guys like to see guy things doing guy things. So you want to see this buckle fighting a 500 pound Marlin and you want to see that it's indestructible and, you know, Batman comes down and he can't break it. That's what you <laughs> want to see. The, but the truth is it, it appeals to everyone and I want it to appeal to everyone.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah. actually 40 percent of the anglers wear pants. Wildly, yeah. Uh, which, which is a pretty good thing to do. Yeah,
2: only 40 I mean, it's pretty good. <laughs>
3: 40%. So,
1: so what you're say, what you're saying is 60% have no use for what I do. I'm just saying they have other things going on. That's I'm, all I. am saying. saying
2: Dave, you fish with different people than me i
1: uh, I'm just saying. You could you guys can you know maybe we can market it put it like double sided sticky tape on it and they can uh, just pick pick a place to stick it.
2: Well, you know, Dave and I are both never nudes. We um we are always wearing pants.
1: Yeah, always. So, so yeah, yeah, we, not, we would not always Not a
2: problem for
3: us.
1: Good good play. Good play. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Um, my Now, one of, the, one of the concerns I have, I, um, okay. I have a pretty good beer gut, and I was worried about not being able to find the buckle when I needed
1: it. Oh, good, good one. Do
3: you have any yes. sort of flag device or anything
1: to help? I'm, I'm going to try to partner up with a GPS location oh, nice. uh, company to add, add for our heavier friend anglers uh, uh, location. No, I, I do not have anything.
3: <laughs> no, no. You're stuck. All right. Yeah, I know. You're Boy, true. don't I know it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of our one
2: of our fans on Facebook, Ryan Dubay, asked, yeah. uh, "Any thought of making them so you can put your favorite belt buckle on top of them, so you can attach? Like, let's say you got a giant like Western belt buckle, and you want to have that front and center? Can is there a, have you thought about like having that?"
1: I, I'm trying to think of what that question even means. Did so, that...
2: like, like, he, Ryan likes to wear giant, like, Western yeah, belt Yeah, like, buckets.
1: straight up, like, your license plate on your belt buckle. Yeah, belt. urban
2: right. cowboy type. Okay. He, by the way, he's from Massachusetts. He's not really a cowboy. Okay. Um, but, so he's imagining, like, can I take my favorite giant belt buckle and stick it on top of that?
1: I on, think a, better, a better answer would be make this your favorite belt buckle and then you don't have to stick anything on it. So uh, get this laser etched or engraved with what exactly what you've always wished for, and then you don't need to replace it. But the answer would be no. I haven't thought about like trying to do an add-on magnetic bolt-on thing for that. Okay, yeah,
2: yeah. you lost a customer. <laughs> for, I, I, for I a did. Flight.
1: <laughs> i i might have with that a-hole answer i just
3: <laughs> i uh, i just thought of a good spokesperson if you can are are you a f- uh, fan of the uh big bang theory you know that long running yeah i know the company. big bang
1: theory of course
3: uh wallowitz has a belt buckle collection oh if you could if you could figure out how to get your product in on the set and slide it into the belt buckle uh collection you that that could be a big win
1: that is a good idea. Yeah, yeah. So. All I have to do is figure out some way for him to randomly promote it and tell everybody what it does. <laughs> exactly. That's maybe, it. Maybe if, I, maybe if I laser etch E equals MC squared or some chemical equation. Oh, yeah. 2SO4 or something on the front of it. It would be perfect. Right. It would be I like think, an equation fighting belt.
2: Yeah. I, yes. I think that show getting all those nerds on a boat would be the funniest damn thing ever. It would be. That yes, would, be. would be. No. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Good idea. All right. (laughs) Good good. good
1: idea. Good idea. Good idea. Thanks. (laughs) thanks. Writing that one down.
2: All right. Yeah. Give us credit. All right. (laughs) All right. So how can people support your Kickstarter campaign?
1: Okay. So the easiest way without having to come up with a Kickstarter link is to go to the website, thefishingbuckle.com, and from there you get information as well as the link. You can also go straight to kickstarter.com and then find the Fishing Buckle in there. And honestly, I have a dollar backing Um, section there you know if if all you do is just go there and throw a dollar that's that absolutely helps with boosting the campaign's rank in in how people see it so i'd appreciate that as well but for 25 bucks right now which is honestly cheaper than going to a movie and having dinner Mm -hmm. you can get yourself a belt a buckle and u.s shipping and it's your choice of colors as well as finishes on the buckle so you really can't go wrong
2: well, we're looking forward to getting our Fish yeah. Nerds belt buckle. It's awesome. September when these ship out. And of course, we're going to link these on our website, fishnerds.com, and they can click right through and order their very own fishing buckle.
1: Yeah, now, yes. now you said that was $25, to get you that? 25 bucks. yeah. For 25 bucks, get you a belt, a buckle. And U.S. shipping is included. Oh
3: well, Christ! I just spent like thirty bucks on a belt just the other day. So you just screwed up. Yeah, I know. Oh. <laughs> and and it
1: didn't do anything. It just held my pants up. So I am going to overtake the whole world worth of belts and buckles, <laughs> oh. or maybe not. But hey,
2: I'm imagining like executive belt buckles, like a little slimmer design, like look good with a suit.
1: You know what? I, I that was in the works. In the works is to make it a little bit thinner. But what I like is I like something that has a little bit of meat to it. That's a little bulkier, mm. and uh, you know it, it's it is as strong as it looks. Like Bye. if you you hold it, it's it's not too heavy to wear as a belt buckle. It's heavy enough to put in your hand and say, all right, I could probably throw this and break a window. And uh, you know if Captain Sean falls overboard, we're gonna pull him in. If you need to use it as a lasso and bolo somebody who's stealing something, your you know, prize fish, you can probably knock them out with it. So okay. there are plenty of uses. Excellent. Oh, that's nice.
3: Hey, will it hold a yeah. smartphone?
1: Um, I, I wouldn't trust it leaning over the boat with your smartphone in it.
3: Yeah, no, that, that'd be crazy. But if, uh, like, let's say you had one yeah. on, like, at Starbucks and you had your hands full, could you then pop you it open? Put, and...
1: you, you would be laughed at and called a weirdo, but it probably would. Oh, I, is
3: used to that yeah. I'm totally in on that yeah, yeah. that's –
2: okay the,
1: You're good. Mm. you know what? I, I honestly haven't tried it I, I will and I will email you the results.
2: <laughs> oh <laughs> you know who else could use <laughs> this the, the, uh, the like the the color guard and the military and stuff could,
1: yes that's, and that that's funny that you say that because a lot of people have suggested it as a flagpole holder oh yeah, yeah that's brilliant yep. yeah
2: yep because those guys always look so
1: uncomfortable and they would be anyway, yeah, even if they had my product, but it would be cool. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, that's would be that's cool for brilliant. you if the
2: military bought this, right? I mean, oh, my like, God. that's the win.
1: Yeah. Maybe I need to make sure it's bulletproof and start promoting it as a bulletproof. Well, and if the
2: know, military's going to buy you've got to triple the price. That's,
1: that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. 75 bucks <laughs> for a yeah, Kickstarter.
2: <laughs> All right. Hey, Marcus, thank you so much for coming on tonight. We appreciate yeah. your time.
1: Guys, thanks so much. Clay and Dave.
3: Yeah, thank you. I, I have one last question that wraps it back to the beginning. Oh, good. Okay. Um, because I love the backstory of people. And, and I love your video because it shows your true passion for this tinkering, um, yes. especially when you go through, like, I learned everything about this. I did. <laughs> I, I I love that. I appreciate that a lot. So that's really awesome. But this goes back to your, your acting career okay. as the Michelin Man, which I which yes, I, I will now always think of you when I see you. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Um, do, do costume people, like, do you have idols that got you into it? Like, is, is the top, is the Marlon Brando of your field, like the guy who <laughs> like was in. Like Ronald
1: McDonald or, or something. Mr. Right. Stay
3: Puff? Well, I, I was thinking the classic work of Godzilla. Oh.
1: Okay. So here's, uh, I'll, they, you said Stay Puff. The guy who built and wore the Stay Puff marshmallow suit for Ghostbusters is the guy who built the Michelin suit
2: Not Uh, funny enough, not a shock. Yeah, super,
1: super cool, wacky, awesome guy. And to answer your question, no, I, I don't have an idol and I didn't then. But what I can do is I can appreciate the value of a good campaign like I never knew at 23 or 24. You know, I got a call from an agency, and they said, "Marcus, we want to congratulate you. You didn't book a commercial; you booked a campaign." Mm. And I said, "Okay, what does that mean?" <laughs> and they said, "Your life's going to change." I said, "All right, cool." You know, yippity skippity. <laughs> and, and, and a week, a week later, I'm I'm getting I'm in a gold leotard with like a Crisco substance getting waxed down. That's how they make a body suit. They have to make a body form of you to be able to build the suit. So they mummify you more or less to wow. create like a, and here I am like, all right, the process seems pretty awesome. <laughs> and then I, I, you know, I did my first commercial. I shook some, I shook some butt, you know, I'm shaking it. And then all of a sudden, you know, a couple of weeks or whatever it is, the first check comes in and I'm like, Holy crap. (laughs) I'm like, now I understand the value of what I just did. And I will forever jump inside a rubber suit and shake some ass, (laughs) you know, from here on out. uh, No questions asked. Maybe a few questions asked, but not in this case.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah,
1: it's this is pretty awesome. awesome. All right, that's
2: Dave, awesome. we're getting rubber suits next week. I hear you. <laughs> you I are. know it. You're I totally know.
1: doing
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Marcus, thanks so much for the stories, and and thanks so yes. uh, thanks so much for doing the uh, for doing the belt. That's awesome.
1: Likewise, thanks so much, guys. Hey, okay, cool.
3: The Outdoor Podcast Channel. Oh, I like those guys. I do too. Like the Turkey Hunter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Turkey Hunter, Big Buck Registry, Big Buck Podcast. Uh, take Aim Outdoor. Yeah, Bo Dudes. <laughs> Bo Dudes. What's up, dude? dude. What's up, bra? Hey, yeah. Bo. Hey, dude. Yeah. Bo. <laughs> Those are just some of our fellow podcasters on the Outdoor Podcast channel, which is this outdoorsy uh, group, mostly hunting, but there's some fishing stuff on there, uh, mm-hmm. including us. And what's great is if you're into any of that or all of that, just sign up to this, and you get a show every day from the podcast. Yeah,
2: and, and it's pretty great. And a bunch of these shows, Dave, I've been looking at the iTunes charts, and lots of these shows are some of the top outdoor shows in iTunes. Uh, and and uh, you and I, our show has been like number 15 and 16 all week. Wow. So we are crushing it.
3: <laughs> yes, we are.
2: So tell tell your friends, <laughs> help us get to number one. <laughs> but anyway, go to Outdoor Podcast Channel or anywhere you get your podcast and subscribe today to get a new outdoor show every single day.
4: Hey,
3: West. F your West.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So so we have another uh, segment from our friends out on the West Coast.
3: Yes. Amazing James and Fish Guy Josh. Yeah. I like those
2: guys. (laughs) I I mean, this is kind of one of those testaments, Dave, that like if you are a fan of someone or or you like what someone else is doing, you could just do it with them.
3: Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: These guys came out of nowhere and like, Wow. We like you guys. We want to work for you for free, and we said okay.
3: <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and they do a good job. Oh, they—they're excellent. They're fish nerds.
4: Amazing, James. Fish guy Josh. <laughs> All right, here we go. Second attempt at official correspondence.
5: Official. We had our soft, our soft, uh, soft opening. Soft, <laughs> our soft, uh, yeah.
4: <laughs> And our official debut. So, here we go, round three. All Fight. right. What are we talking about today?
5: Trout. <laughs> trout.
4: Trout.
5: Only trout. We're talking oh. nothing but trout. No, we're talking. We're talking fly fishing, actually. Okay. Yeah, you know how there's all these stereotypes about fly fishermen and how they're all hoity-toity and. Oh, I know. Yeah, we tried to disprove <laughs> the myth. I'm not sure how we did. <laughs> My brother's watching.
4: All right. So what are, uh, where is this recording from today?
5: All right, this is from The Fly Show, which was in Pleasanton, California, right outside the Bay Area here. And uh, let's have a listen at what people in fly fishing are all about.
4: All right, let's do it.
5: So I have a couple questions for you. A lot of people have some, uh, some stereotypes that they think of when they think of fly fishing. And what I'd like to know is, first things first, what do you mostly fish for when you fly fish?
0: Drought. Browns and rainbows mostly but I specialize in the European techniques, so fishing two heavy nymphs at one time. Whoa, two at the same time.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
5: Oh,
4: God. That's the winner right there. So
5: far. Do you do anything other than trout?
0: Uh, Nope, just trout.
5: Trout. Only trout?
1: Only trout. Brown trout, cutthroat, rainbows, uh, brookies. Where Sparks, Nevada has the Monster Lath on Cutthroats.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay, here we
2: go. It's mostly trout.
4: I mostly catch trees, okay, on my backcast. Hey, hey, at least this guy's being honest, right? <laughs> That's because he's a good old boy.
2: <laughs> but, uh, <What>? well, <laughs> trout. Okay, okay yeah. trout. Okay, and. Rainbows uh, and brooks and browns, okay? Uh, in our area, you have rainbow trout brown trout,
1: the native cutthroat, and brook trout. I'm fishing mainly for cutthroat trout up in northern Idaho, and then bull trout in Canada, and uh, but mainly trout in general.
5: Hey, Josh, you ever uh, gone <laughs> fishing for trout. anything other than trout? Trout, trout, trout. trout, Hey, there's a really good book, <laughs> Trout, Trout, Trout. You ever heard that one?
4: Yeah. That's a good I one. I have heard that yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. think we've hit every... <laughs> what? I think we've hit every... Fly fishing stereotype so far.
0: We're darn close
5: to it. We're darn close to it. Oh my gosh. If you were to tally every fish you've ever caught on a fly rod, what fish would take the top ranking? Red band trout. Second ranking?
4: Steelhead.
5: Third? Snook. Snook? Out of Florida. Now, before you go into this, all right, (laughs) don't laugh. Snooks for real. Snooks, snooks are for real fun fish to catch on a fly rod.
4: Oh, I, I believe you. They, they look cool. They look like they're they fight hard. Packed.
5: Yeah, they fight hard, and they like to wrap around things, wrap you around pilings. I mean, we used to catch them from a bridge by my grandmother's house in Florida.
4: No, this is good. This is the. This is the oddball stuff I I was hoping to hear from from your interviews.
5: So fly fishing is not just about trout. Oh, definitely, but
4: but it was certainly fun to explore those things. Oh yes,
5: oh yes, yes. So let's get into some of the uh, the more interesting things that people go for.
4: Uh, I fly fish for a lot of tropical stuff like rooster fish, dorado, marlin, wahoo, and when I'm home, not down in Mexico or traveling around, I fly fish a lot for carp,
1: bass. And stripers.
2: Uh, I love to go to uh, Mexico and La Paz area for rooster fish
1: and Dorado. How's,
2: how's
5: the, wh- how big was your biggest rooster fish? So far, 25 pounds. Mine was about the size of the palm of my hand.
3: Go down to Baja, fish down there when I can, uh, all over. I think the last fish I caught on a fly rod was an arapaima in Brazil.
5: Son of a bitch.
3: Anything other than trout? Oh, uh, bonefish and. Uh, Tarpon, any saltwater fish, game fish, and uh, but black bass in the delta is probably one of my chief goals in life to get
1: a
2: ten pounder. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what son of a bitch?
5: What, well, hey, come on, all right. <laughs> the only reason I say that is uh, well, what do you what do you say? I mean, <laughs> no, so those, many were, people,
4: those are really cool stories. I. I enjoy hearing some of the oddball fly fishing. I, I sure. have a I have a, f- a really good friend back home uh, in Louisiana, and he's a charter f- charter captain for uh, sight fishing for redfish on the fly. So nice. I I respect it a lot. I, I think uh, fly fishing is really cool. It's a skill that I definitely do not have.
5: Well, we'll have to fix that, won't we?
4: <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm kind of more interested in. Maybe tying flies initially. I think because my wife's an artist.
5: Do do you remember when I gave you my fly tying kit?
4: Yeah, then you took it back.
5: Yeah, but you also had it for. I had it for a while, and I do have.
4: I I got a book on how to tie flies for Christmas. So yeah, it's something I'm interested in. But. But what? But my my fish nerddom encompasses so many things that it's you know it's one of those. It's on the list of things to do. Yeah, I heard
5: it was on Clay's list of things to do this year. I
4: I mean, my step one of me borrowing your fly tying kit was me looking through it and figuring out the pieces and what's what. So it's going to be a a process for me to eventually say, hey, I tied a fly.
5: Yeah, no, there's a lot to it. And once you've actually caught something on a fly that you made yourself, it's, you know, it's a pretty big accomplishment for a lot of people. Some of the guys that were at this thing, at this uh, fly show, were tying some incredible stuff. I mean really beautiful intricate flies that were more pieces of art than anything and that I think is a really big uh it's a really big part of it
3: yeah
4: I really like that aspect of it
5: Yep.
3: probably smallmouth bass right now with where I'm living where is that uh Midland Michigan
1: what do you fly fish for anything that's in water that lives from black bass stripers bluegill trout anything from rockfish to striped bass uh Go into the freshwater systems and I'm doing some trout, but mostly largemouth bass and carp. Can you describe what a
5: carp fly looks like for us? (laughs) That's such a loaded question.
4: Everything from um, like picking a booger and putting it on a hook to, uh, I mean, they they eat anything. A booger. They'll eat a booger. I mean, we eat boogers, right? (laughs) Kids eat boogers. Oh, my God. You've got some you – found some prime specimen fly. Seriously. Fly you know, honestly, the truth is, if it
5: looks like food, a fish will eat it. We uh, all know that. Yeah. You know, I've caught catfish on the fly. My brother and I went down to the mall in Washington, D.C. and literally threw on some feathery marabou that looked white and threw some bread in the water. And lo and behold, <laughs> we caught a couple of, you know, channel cats. Yeah, it's no, awesome.
4: I, I believe it. It's – I mean, it's essentially like – the theory behind bait fishing, I mean, you can try yeah. just about anything. and
5: Yeah. Grant the, and then you also have your new, your new and fangled tankara, who those folks are all saying, oh, who needs a reel? That's not officially fly fishing, though.
4: Yeah, that sounds a little more like my Mississippi roots type fishing with the old, with the pole. old cane pole.
5: The old cane pole, yep. All
1: right. Oh, my gosh. My first fly rod, I didn't even buy. It was a gift from my uncle. A fiberglass fly rod that was probably maybe $18 at the time, $20. My first fly
4: rod came, Well, it didn't cost me a thing except for three and a half books of blue chip stamps.
5: All right, this is Brad Beefus of Scientific Anglers. How much was your first fly rod?
4: My first fly rod was probably, that's a good question, probably about $40, I think, when I started. What was it? Um that was a be,
5: be careful here. Be careful here. You do work for Scientific Angler.
4: <laughs> that was a Cortland outfit actually it was.
5: <gasps> oh my gosh. Yep. Uh, it was one of their one of their learn to fish outfits that I think I got for my 8th
4: 8th or ninth birthday.
5: That was like uh 15 years ago. Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
4: All right. So <laughs> a lot of that <laughs> sounds like gibberish to me so i assume we're we're now discussing uh blue, blue fly stamps? fishing uh i don't know what the uh, hell uh, yeah blue stamp is yeah. but even some of them. these names i'm guessing we're we're now talking about equipment we
5: are we're getting into the equipment topic
4: okay so what what exactly was the question you, you're you asking these guys
5: i was asking them about what their first fly rod was how much it costs essentially
4: i'm very curious to hear what these guys have to yeah. say. yeah here we go My first fly rod was a Wright McGill. Okay, I bought it in 1970. Okay, and I probably paid you know six to ten bucks for it. What would a Wright McGill rod cost today? Sixty bucks. If that. Yeah, fifty, sixty bucks maybe. Okay.
5: How much was your first fly rod? Probably not more than about fifty bucks. Yeah. Probably thirty-nine or forty dollars at the time. What was the time?
1: That would have been 1992. Oh, it's probably $85, I guess. Yeah. An old
2: Fenwick, eight and a half foot, six weight. I just gave it to my son this year for him to get started. Uh, it was a gift from my father. It was a Fenwick. Probably ran about $45. Trout, trout,
5: trout.
4: Fenwick, Fenwick, trout, fenwick, trout, Fenwick, trout, Fenwick. Trout, Fenwick. Trout, Fenwick. <laughs>
1: Uh, Fenwick. Yeah,
4: Fenwick. (laughs) What a surprise. What a surprise.
1: That I uh, ultimately broke uh, on my honeymoon, and my bride bought me a $250 sage. Of course it broke. I mean, come on. You needed the
4: sage. You needed the $250 sage. I think it was karma that it broke, because first of all, this guy is fly fishing on his honeymoon uh, and g- God bless point. his wife for not only accepting that but replacing it with a $250
3: rod.
1: What year was that? Uh, 1991. So I've had that ever since. At this point
5: you're on like pennies to the cast, right? That's uh, It's below that probably by now. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, that's a good investment I'd say. It's not bad.
1: It's caught quite a few fish. and, and you. But you can get a, a dynamite rod for seven, dollars $800 too but you know,
3: I think... Uh, I'm not getting a rod for seven or $800. Why not? Most people can afford a, a good a good rod like Fenwick or uh, uh, Reddington or uh, the lower end stage rods.
0: I bought a combo kit um, in 1989, and I paid about $150
2: back then.
4: Oh, my God. What is that with inflation?
2: It was a Sage I-
4: still have it
1: you use it still
2: it's a two-piece and i use it off and on yes
3: just for sentimental things
1: my first fly rod was maybe twenty dollars free how so my brother-in-law's a guide so he supplies my rods and reels
5: my brother's a guide too i get all my stuff from him for free that's awesome high five
4: Membership has its privileges. Uh, that was a great use of sound effects there.
5: Notice too. how many people... It wasn't a sound effect. That was actually a high five. <laughs> it was a good one, too. Now, notice uh, how many people said they got their fi- their first fly rod from someone they knew, their dad or yeah. their uncle or whatever, or their, their wife, their $250... <laughs> on their honeymoon? Yeah, yeah. My wife bought a $250 <laughs> fly rod on my honeymoon. I don't think she'd be my wife still. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Notice how many of them had that. I mean... My brother gave me all my first fly gear and still does. That's, that's quite a I nice... I mean, hey,
4: I was using your fly tying kit to... My brother's fly tying figure, kit. Oh, using your, your brother's fly tying kit to try and learn how to tie flies. That's, that's great. right.
5: That's right. Yep. And I honestly don't even remember how I learned how to fly fish. I mean, he showed me everything when I was like 12 years old, and I couldn't possibly tell you how to, how to cast a rod. I just know it from experience, and that's all there is to it. But I do know when I see it being done poorly. Which is most of the time. I think that would be if I were doing it. (laughs) Nah, I could get you on it. All right, that Uh, about wraps it up, Josh. All right, trout, 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 Fenwick,
4: Fenwick, 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 trout,
5: trout, snook,
4: (laughs) Fenwick, trout. All (laughs) right, I'm amazing, (laughs) James, (laughs) and I'm fish (laughs) guy Josh, and (laughs) this (laughs) is Eff and West.
3: Fish in the news.
2: I love fish in the
3: news. I've heard that.
2: That's great. yeah, I say it all the time. Um, I mean
3: it. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, Eyewitness News, ABC Channel 7. Ooh, big time. Uh, I know. That's that's where this is from. And... Uh, now, doesn't
2: this news come to us from a uh, Fish Nerds
3: fan? Oh, no. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So that's the media source. But who cares about that, right? Yeah, um, screw those bastards, yeah. <laughs> this was actually, you're right, a fan, uh, Shannon Richard from NYC Sag Harbor. New York City slash Sag Harbor, Long Island, uh, mm-hmm. sent, us, sent us to Fish in the News. And we will always, always take fan recommendations and fan things over, uh, you know, in anything that we do.
2: <laughs> right, because we need fans.
3: Yes. And uh, what's great is I spent some time, I've spent time in Sag Harbor. so Really? That, yes. And that's at the very yeah. end of Long Island. Uh-huh. And, uh it's, a, it's As most things on islands are, it's a great place to kind of see all the fishing world, but it's also like a world-class destination for kind of the, the rich and famous folks too. So. so we have a rich and famous fan? I, I don't know if he is because there's plenty of people who aren't rich and famous in Sag Harbor, but uh, the neat thing about Sag Harbor, that's where the big super yachts come in. Um, so you, you'll be driving by and all of a sudden you'll see a yacht out there from like Mercedes Benz and like Mm -hmm. on the yacht is an SUV. Like that's part of the boat experience is that they have a a car on the boat.
2: I want to live on that planet. (laughs) I I was thinking about the other day, like if I was like rich, like Donald Trump, rich, yeah, I running for president would not be on my radar. (laughs) Like I would be like, okay, I've got a billion dollars. You know it would be amazing? Anything but being president. <laughs> Anything. It's going to be the worst job on earth. Like, honestly. Uh, very good
3: point. <laughs> yeah. Very good point, because you're right. If you had that much money, why? Why? Right. That's that's my
2: biggest question. Like, why on earth would he want to be president? <laughs> like, it's crazy. It doesn't make any sense.
3: Yeah, you're right. Especially yeah. when you can go to Sag Harbor and, and kick back and – uh yeah, live the life. It
2: could be floating on a boat with SUV on it.
3: Yeah, yeah, I know. I've, I've you could st- sit.
2: That doesn't make any sense. That's crazy.
3: <laughs> the uh, And, you know, there's a crane, so it lifts the car off of the boat so it drops it on the dock and you can drive around the Get
2: island. Get at it. Dodge. That's a crazy thing.
3: Yeah, yeah. I've, right. I've seen that a All couple right. times. So, um, right, Dave. When
2: we're billionaires, we're becoming expats.
3: Okay. Deal. That's done. I, would do.
2: I wouldn't even be. I wouldn't even be an American anymore. I'd be a nothing. I'd be <laughs> an
3: island. I'd be an a island. Country, country of clay. That's it. Claytonia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I would
2: give Sag Harbor a facelift, and prop everything up and call it Bra Harbor.
3: Oh, nice. Sag. You know. I, I get worked. it. I get <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Um, By the way, if there's any chance, there's a great bait shop out on Sag Harbor, and the guy who runs it's named Rick. And uh, Mm a big shout-out to Rick if you're listening. Hey, Rick. So, there you go. And
2: you should shout-out to uh, Mr. Shannon Richard who sent this news in to us.
3: Well, absolutely. I kind of thought I did that already, but I'll do it again. Hey. You might have, but I wasn't listening. I know. You never do. Uh, (laughs) All right. So, we we should focus. Very unfocused these days.
2: I'm just thinking about
3: billionaire yachts. (laughs) All right, Pennsylvania. This story talks about a Pennsylvania Pennsylvanian veterinarian uh, creating braces for pet goldfish. Wow. So what? Yeah, I know. So the story says
2: again. Do goldfish (laughs) even have teeth?
3: uh, Well, it's actually a bit misleading. All right, because okay. when I saw this story, too, I was thinking, wait a minute, you know, so the centrarchids, the, the certainly the carp, and I bet the, the goldfish as well, have pharyngeal teeth. They have teeth deep in their throats.
2: Right. But I'm going to say, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right.
3: So I, idea, yeah. So the idea. <laughs> yeah. So the idea of those braces in the, and I was thinking, wait a minute, what's going on? So after reading the story, though, and I'll read it right here, a medical fish breakthrough in Allentown has all of social media smiling. Hmm. Mr. Hotwing, a standard goldfish. That's the name of the goldfish. Mr. Hotwing.
2: Mister, I like his name. Yes,
3: Mr. Hotwing. Is, I mean, any
2: fish with a Mr. at the beginning is a good fish.
3: I know. It's a, seri- it's a serious fish. Um, so, okay. Mr. Hotwing is now sporting what might very well be the first set of fish braces. And there is a picture that has gone viral since Lee Valley, Lehigh, sorry, Lehigh Valley Veterinarian Dermatology. Posted it on their uh-huh. Facebook page. So there is, is there's, there's a vet dermatologist out there, which is funny That's enough.
2: That's a thing. I know. It's That's a thing. A, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but get back to the fish. I don't understand this still.
3: All right. So Mr. Hotwing is hardly your average goldfish. Dr. Brian Pal- see, Pomerio, uh a.k.a. the fish doctor, mm-hmm. tells Action News he was born, the fish, was born without a lower jaw bone. And his mouth couldn't stay open, which made it hard for uh, it to eat and breathe.
2: The fish was born without a lower jawbone.
3: That's what that's what the story says. All right, I'm listening. So the doctor did a lot of research and came up with custom braces that he crafted from a plastic credit card. Okay. <laughs> and if you go online, you see this picture of these, this fish with this, like, kind of junk on the bottom of its jaw mm-hmm. and he's kind of smiling. I'm uh, just, I'm looking now. It's yeah. Just Google did. Yeah. Do you see it there? Um, I see a video. I'm afraid to push play. Yeah, yeah. Cause we'll hear it. So, um, but anyway, so yeah, basically a little goldfish with a little plastic credit card on its lower chin. And, um, that surgery costs 150 bucks.
2: I don't buy it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean?
2: I, 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 Okay, how big was this fish when it was born?
3: Well, so the fish that is in the pictures is small. It's like two inches long or three maybe.
2: Right. But but how big was it when it was born?
3: Yeah, you're right. It had to be tiny.
2: Had to be tiny. Right. And then, so it was born with no jaws. Somehow it managed to be, to to get to a mature size almost. Exactly. Before someone decided it needed help. I don't think this fish needed help. I
3: don't think so either. I think this fish was perfectly fine.
2: and now looking at the photo of this fish. I think the fish is less happy now. That has a piece of plastic wired to its face. I think it doesn't even look good. It doesn't even look like a thing.
3: I know. I know. And
2: I could take a little animal and glue crap to its face and call it braces. What the hell is
3: this? I know. I know. Yeah, and that's that's not a thing. It's not a thing. And no, I don't well, it's a thing, but it's not a it doesn't make any sense, I think they've did Mr. Hotwing an injustice
2: uh yeah, although they did make national news and get a viral thing, which uh, is a thing
3: i know so <laughs> so let's let's brainstorm a little bit. What else could we okay. put on Mr. Hotwing using a credit card?
2: mm, I think he's a little Viking helmet
3: <laughs> the first veterinarian Viking helmet on a goldfish, I like mm. that.
2: Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a hat. That's different than wiring it to his face. What can we wire to his face? Glasses? No.
3: Um, uh, nose job. Oh, nose job. Very good. Headgear. Nose job. Headgear. Mm. Yeah. You could do headgear. Uh,
2: maybe give him a shark dorsal fin.
3: Right. And, you know, lots of credit cards have computer chips in them, so we could go cyborg all over this thing.
2: Oh, they'd
3: be like spinning around going beep,
2: bop, Exactly. blub, blub.
3: Exactly. <laughs> we, we could, oh, we could put on a whole new tail, a, a tail yeah. transplant. I yeah. Yeah, um, I, I think I, this just boils down to like animal um you know cruelty. <laughs> I,
2: I just I just don't understand. Like I still <laughs> look at the picture of the fish, I don't see what people are describing as fishy braces. Yeah, I know. I it, just see and it doesn't even look like it's done well. It's just a piece of plastic on this fish's face.
3: I know. It it doesn't do the Lehigh Veterinarian Dermatology hospital uh any any favors.
2: No, except for they're in the news, and we're saying their name over and over again. And the fish looks like Admiral Akbar. <laughs> Just a little. We should get Admiral Akbar and wire a credit card to his chin, and then we can ask him how he likes it. Call the
3: rebels. And then we call can, the rebels. And
2: then, <laughs> and then we can extrapolate uh, how this fish feels based on Admiral Akbar's opinion.
3: Yeah, I think that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All I don't right. Like this
3: at all? I, I, I hate it. <laughs> you do? Do not. Like that story, do you?
2: Uh, no. no, no, but I, I actually kind of want to interview this vet.
3: <laughs> okay, fish doctor. <laughs> if that truly <laughs> is, that your is your name, that is your real name. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the doctor has been called many times now. Uh, maybe, or maybe
2: people are afraid. <laughs>
3: <laughs> are be. you the
2: lehigh valley dermatologist <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> exactly. his name is brian palmerio yeah palmerio, palmerio. yeah yeah
3: so I don't uh, like it. yeah don't like it don't
1: like it don't like it, <laughs> don't like
2: it. no sir i don't like it i <laughs> don't like it one bit See? all right so mr shannon richard thank you for that
3: <laughs> <laughs> but shannon richard sent Thanks. us another thing all right. Um, and he admits that this is not fishy, but it's it's in the realm of aquatics. So, All right. Once again, we, not Yeah, we we, <laughs> we love our fans. You're fine. We we will we'll, we'll do anything. So, yeah. um, so this story starts with rare whale birth caught on camera off coast of California.
2: All right. So, is catching the birth rare, or is a whale having babies rare? Don't know. Don't know. I would imagine babies are common. <laughs> Maybe. Or the species wouldn't exist because, you know, Maybe. that's the way it
3: works. Well, yeah. so Dana Point, California, an amazing and rare sight of a whale birth, was caught on camera off the coast of Dana Point. Mm-hmm. The footage captured from a catamaran operated by Captain Dave's dolphin and whale safari.
2: I wonder, do all these guys, like, Dave, I'm getting my fishing guide license. <laughs> Do I get to call myself captain? You do. Just because I... Really?
3: I believe so. Oh, this changes everything. Well, wait a minute. Wait, you're saying you're getting a guide uh, uh, certificate?
2: I'm going to be a fishing guide, right? I'm getting my license in April. Yeah. And every fishing captain I know, every guide, they call them captain. Well, I don't... just...
3: Yeah, that's true. I don't think it's related to the guiding part as much as the captain's license, of which you have, right? I do, Yeah. So I think, actually, the, the guide stuff doesn't matter. The fact you have a captain's license actually technically makes you a captain. Well, shit. <laughs> this changes everything. You could be marrying <laughs> people left and right. Oh, am oh, a kayak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
2: Uh, I want to be called captain from now on.
3: Yeah. Now, the the only problem is if your kayak sinks, you have to go down with it.
2: Uh, likely going to happen anyway. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Captain Dave, so would you be Captain Clay?
2: I don't know if I like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't
3: like litterals so much. Right. You, so. you would have to come up with something like, you know, Captain Fancy Pants or something.
2: Right. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'll think of something.
3: All right. Yeah. Um. So on Captain Dave's Dolphin and Whale Safari, a false killer whale is seen giving birth alongside a whale watching boat.
2: Uh, if it was a real killer whale, I'd be impressed. <laughs>
3: But it's a false killer whale. <laughs> false. <laughs> Wouldn't that suck to be a species known as something that almost was cool?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that. look at that whale. Oh, no. No,
3: that's a false uh, cool uh, thing. Yeah,
2: full gold. Sorry. <laughs> How do you know? Well, you bite it. <laughs>
3: it's a teeth, Mark. It's a real thing. <laughs> no, really. I, I am cool. I am a whale. <laughs> now you're a false killer whale. Uh, um, I'll kill something. (laughs) (laughs) Too late. You're false. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So the striking scene, according to this story, happened Saturday as a pod of about 20 whales came up to the boat and pushed against it, according to the press release. There's a sudden burst of blood and then a newborn calf pops out. (laughs) The The pod is seen taking turns pushing the calf to the surface until the newborn was able to swim on its own.
2: Until the sharks arrive <laughs>
3: <laughs> right, <laughs> right yeah. um, the false killer whales are rarely seen off the coast of southern California are normally found in the warm waters, according to the release. oh actually, so the, maybe the rare thing was the actual whale okay. um, Captain Dave stated that the last time he witnessed one was two years ago before that he had it's been nearly ten years and well, the, there it is the story ends with quote what a once in a lifetime thing to see said captain dave in the news release and over 20 years on the water i've never seen anything like that now wow that's crazy yeah there you go so one of the things they didn't report is the uh the father false killer whale getting woozy and getting oh off. like oh god oh god
2: oh, why could not we have the good old days well i had a waiting room and a cigar i don't understand why i gotta be here
3: I'm with you, honey. Oh, shit.
2: <laughs> uh-oh. Uh-oh. Then his wife turned into a real killer whale. You did this to me! <laughs> you no, know, uh, we had water births with our kids. Really? It wasn't... Yeah, both our kids were born in, in tubs. And uh, this is not at all uh, dissimilar. It's exactly the same. Yeah, I've watched the video now, and it's exactly the same. All splashing, blood everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Just a nightmare.
3: Did you have boatloads of people
2: around, too? people around, cameras dangling from, like, poles. Captain's
3: going, there she blows!
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's been 21 years since I've seen a birth like this one.
3: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. There
2: it is. We had uh, real kids, though, not false ones.
3: Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it all worked.
2: Yeah, for now. I'm going to be in trouble soon.
3: And are they good
2: good swimmers? Yeah, yeah, remarkable.
3: Yeah, go figure. There It is. Yeah. All right. Well, that news is something else, I must say. Thanks a lot, Shannon Richard. Appreciate it. So that is it. That's it. You've listened to a couple of fish nerds (laughs) when you could have been fishing.
2: We'd like to thank our families for supporting us while we podcast. Go on Fishing Quest and do all sorts of silly things that middle-aged guys do. If you would like to support the fish arts, share the show with your friends. <laughs>
3: <laughs> A special thanks to Marcus Hunt, the inventor of the fishing belt. And, of course, the man in the Michelin uh, outfit. That's yeah, crazy. <laughs> That's good. Uh, and yeah. then also, FN West... Did you have something to add there?
2: No, I'm okay.
3: (laughs) Uh, And also, F and Wes, Fish Guy Josh, Amazing James, once again, you know, Fish Guy, I'd be kind of ticked because you're fairly amazing, too. So I'm just saying. Um, Maybe
2: we need to change. Well, Amazing James is named that because he's a balloon artist. (laughs) That's his balloon artist name. (laughs)
3: Just the fact that's, he's a balloon artist. I love it. That's true. I know. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I know it is. I know it is. So he's earned the amazing.
2: That's right, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. You know he should do? Fish guy Josh, the amazing James, to find Marcus fishing with them.
3: Oh, they're all, largest. yeah, they're all out in the same all, area.
2: I mean, I don't know how close L.A. and, C, and San Francisco are. Oh,
3: that, next so door. My
2: assumption is California is tiny, right? You're right, it must be. It must be, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, they, they I, should actually go fishing
3: together. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. no matter what they're called, they're great, F and West. Yeah. And until next time, follow the code of the fish nerd, spawn early and often. Avoid free lunches with strings attached.
2: And swim against the current every chance you get.
3: <laughs> there she blows.